0: You know, one of the many benefits of having a child is you get reintroduced to Cheerios. mm Mm. Because you give little babies Cheerios. They like to eat them. They work on their pincer grip. But then that means you get to eat them, too.
1: Are these honey nut or uh, regular? No, no, just regular. Okay.
0: Are they they better with, like, slobber on them? Oh, I don't... Once they go into his area, they're... That looks like a no... You need a hazmat suit to That's a no cheerio zone He does disgusting things with it. He'll like dump water all over everything And then continue to eat it Today he spilled milk all over his tray And then was like Oh I have leftover pears Great so he's like digging into like Milk soaked <laughs> pears And eating them Maybe why he threw up well, yeah. I don't know <laughs> Gotta let the kid learn that right That's
2: right It was probably also uh, all the whiskey you gave him. That
1: might have been it. I mean, he's got to learn to handle his liquor, you know, but. (laughs) That
0: pincer grip is probably part of it. He's still new at uh, partying, you know. Right. He's been to two Hanukkah parties in the last week, and, Mm. you know, he thought he could handle it after (laughs) the first (laughs) one, but. Sure. Got to hydrate. He's got to learn. (laughs) Got to hydrate. Always hydrate. That's Uncle Colson's life lesson. Yeah,
1: so uh, just prepare to... uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired.
0: With them. That
1: train is off the track.
0: I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is mm-hmm.
1: more dogs and bears. <laughs> chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch of Undebutable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebutables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 5th. 2021 and this is episode 553 company from indianapolis indiana i'm your host joey gafrida the man behind the dials and season ticket holder this show we're going to discuss a bunch of losing pacers basketball against minnesota atlanta and miami joining me this show are two of our three analysts coast to coast like buttered coasts first from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
0: What is up Pacers fans? What is up Undebeatables? I'm excited to play America's favorite uh new game show, Baby. Baby cat, no, cat. Baby. <laughs> baby. Cat That's or baby. baby? I'm going. It's a, a hard baby. game.
2: <laughs> it is a hard game.
0: <laughs> uh shout out to you guys. Uh great show last week. Um obviously Harper and I were both traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday, so Appreciate you guys stepping in. Joey, it was good to hear your dulcet tones back in my ears. Uh, welcome back, buddy.
1: Thanks, thanks. Good to be here. You know, I missed I missed a long time out with, uh, you know, the new member of the family. Uh, but Which uh, is either a know, cat or a baby. We're not sure which, which. is a cat or a baby. But here's the thing. <laughs> you guys were here first, so... Um, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Glad glad to be here with you again, Jason. Harper is still suspended. Uh, we're hoping... One uh, extra week. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping he he, he uh, submits an apology letter.
0: Uh, <laughs> Gonna be waiting a long time. Yeah, the enforcer well, doesn't been, really he,
1: do a lot of the apology he, letters. <laughs> well, I told him he's got to fax it, too, which I think is slowing down the process. <laughs> so.
2: If he can't text it, it's not happening. No. <laughs> he can't do it
0: on his phone. It's yep. really... Right. Not happening.
1: From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson.
2: What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, undebeatables I <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna shout out uh, the Enforcer uh for figuring out how to miss another week. Uh, get suspended too long to not have to talk about this damn team. I <laughs> I uh but instead I'm gonna shout out to Pacer Nation. And and my fellow undebatables, this is. Uh, oof, I'm not okay, team. I'm not okay.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give a <clears throat> quick shout out to our friends at Mikado. We, uh, um, as listeners of the show, may know. You know, it's uh, my my in-laws uh, own and, and operate the restaurant, and, and um, you know we've all spent. You know, I worked used to work there, and and uh, you know we've all spent time there. John's John's uh, spent time working there uh you know a, a lot of time <laughs> during the pandemic and um and uh we're starting to say goodbye it's closing down last day should be and ended near the end of December so if you're in town and want to get there before they're, they're uh, closed up um get in there get yeah. in there and uh best
2: sushi in the city and uh, it's yep. going away so hurry up
1: yep so, but we got to have a a, a little mini-reunion today, and, um, you know, we got, got in a photographer and got to shoot. There's, you know, people that have been there for, you know, 20-plus years, so fun family party is basically what it was. But.
2: Wonderful morning, yeah. Coffee and donuts and champagne and, and toasts and, and catching up and saying goodbye, and it was, it was a really beautiful morning.
1: Yep. All right, so... And before we get into the show, uh, I want to remind you that this show is still brought to you by you. If you head over to Patreon.com slash you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Thanks to everyone who's done that. Uh, helps pay the, uh, the internet bills and whatnot, and uh, we're using that to, to make our show a little bit better. So if you can support us, head on over there. Alright guys, I want to start this show off uh, With um, some, some lyrics And I want you to see if you can uh, If you can uh, Fill in the next The next lines And it's a long day Living in Rosetta There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart
0: and I'm free-falling. Free-falling.
1: <laughs> so, as I uh, mentioned up top, Pacers, uh, they had three games this week. Played uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Miami. Minnesota game on the road this one one day, December, I'm sorry, November 29th. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 25 points. Sabonis had like a crazy night, 16 points, 10 assists, and 25 freaking rebounds. Uh, Duarte gets 14 points off the bench. But uh, the Big Cat dropping 32 points on us. Game ends up Pacers losing by two, 100 to 98. There's just like a sinking feeling at at the end of that game. (laughs) Um, Wednesday, December 1st versus Atlanta. Again, knock on Brogdon. Great game. 27 points, nine assists, a bonus, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Trey, Trey Young, 33 points and 10 assists. And I think that counts as a win against him. Mm. Um, but I, uh, again, that game, I had a sinking feeling when he was just going after Duarte. Um, you know, I think Duarte did the, about the best he could, but, um, this one lose, uh, Pacers lose again. 114 and the last game of the week, Friday, December twenty third, versus the Miami Heat at home. Karis Lavert getting in the action this time, twenty seven points. Miles Turner dropping twenty, and Sabonis off the bench came in a little late, but fourteen points, sixteen rebounds. But this time we let uh, Dun- Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry do what they wanted to do. And um, we lose this one as well. Uh, this one, uh, not not quite as close, it was 113 104, and I think it felt worse than that. Um, and this was the one that the team team was getting booed, right? Uh, yeah.
2: Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. So essentially, to, to recap the week, they lost two close games and then lost a third game that was not so close. Um, They've lost four in a row and, you know, and I think this is particularly embarrassing for Colson who spent a lot of show uh, last week uh, talking about how this was going to be okay. I did. Uh, I did. I'm so upset at myself.
2: I was just so positive the last, I think probably the last three weeks, just talking about how this team is better than we think it is. And uh, man, was I wrong.
1: This is, this is a freaking disaster. Can you can you paraphrase some of the reaction quotes from like Miles Turner and from Rick Carlisle um, uh, oh. about the you know? <laughs> well, okay. When you start getting
2: a, it's time for us to look in the mirror. Quotes, you know, which is what happens on every bad team. You know, things are going poorly. Um, but I, I do have some some quotes here uh, from the Indianapolis Star on an actual newspaper. Um, Miles Turner. You can do all the plays you want. You can have all these defensive schemes. You can pull the starters. This, this, and that, said Turner, who had 20 points and three blocks. It comes down to us. We're the ones on the floor. We just got to find a way. I can't just give you a magic answer or whatnot. We have to go find a way to effing win. Um, Mm. They put expletive in, and since we're on a podcast, I'm going to put in effing, but that's what he meant. Um, And then Carlisle said... Uh, They asked if the team's confidence was uh, um, hurt after being booed in the Miami game. And Carlisle said, I'm not worried about that. We don't need confidence to get angry and play hard. That's just an effing excuse. Hmm. Um, And then LaVert, Karis LaVert I thought was probably the most articulate about all of these troubles. LaVert says, Nobody takes losing harder than the players, so boo or not, we're going to feel it. We feel it ourselves. The fans want to win. That's how it is. We don't feel any type of way about that. We want to win as well. So what he's saying is, hey, kind of we deserve the boos. Uh, we're going to beat ourselves up more than you guys are going to beat us up, but we understand, um, which I appreciate it out of him. So, um, yeah, it's a rough week of basketball
0: yeah yeah I mean I'm never a a huge fan of um you know boo i think booing is a we've talked about this on the pod before it's and when uh warranted uh is a useful thing for a crowd to do and Indiana fans know good basketball when they see it and they know really bad basketball when they see it and I didn't watch the entire Miami game, but when the fans started booing in the Miami game, I was feeling about how they were. I felt like the, the effort was lackluster, um, you know, and it's been that way for a few weeks now, you know, like just not winning 50, 50 balls, not creating activity, not really playing with a, definitely not playing with a joie de basketball, um, and really not playing with like, uh, any sense of urgency. And I was very dour, on this week and we can get into you know like there were things that didn't go our way we can thank the nba for you know a, yet another apology for uh crappy calls down the stretch and non-calls on chris duarte who's going in for a game-winning layup and gets uh kevin herder uh commits aggravated assault and there's no whistle but i was buoyed at the end of the miami game and i'll tell you why okay so there's a possession late in the game. Sabonis has the ball under the rim, uh, gets hammered 45 times, and there's no call. He's very upset, uh, but runs back, plays defense. I think it's uh, Lavert out top just refuses to fight over a screen, putting, putting Sabonis in a, a dilly of a pickle to have to defend Trey Young or his man or a third guy because somehow there was, like, even further confusion on the defense. They give up an easy layup. Timeout. I think it was the fiftieth timeout that Rick Carlisle had called in the first six minutes of the fourth quarter, and immediately starts just yelling at uh, Sabonis. Starts yelling at at Lavert like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know. And uh, they got at got into it for a little bit, and after that, I felt like the guys actually like kind of gave a shit. And put forth a little bit of effort. I mean, obviously, they didn't rally to win that game or anything. But at least that, that was the first sign that I saw that somebody, like, gave a shit that they were, like, getting their asses beat every night. We were passing around texts earlier this week about, uh, you know, the the Pacers leading the league in, in apologies from the NBA. And I made a joke that, yeah, we're also leading the league in moral victories this season, mm-hmm. which is absolutely the case it it seems like every game we're like oh well but we fought hard we're in these games if you look at our plus minus we're like we're positive we're the only losing team with a positive plus minus right um that means we're actually playing well um you know colson will dazzle us with statistics that indicate that we're, we're better than our record and all of that stuff is fine on paper but like at the end of the day like yeah, and Miles Turner is right. You gotta go out there and just do it. Like you gotta take the game. You can't like just expect that the other team is gonna give it to you. And what's what's happening this season is games are being taken from us in the last five minutes because we are not up to the challenge. Like they're fold under defensive pressure, don't apply enough defensive pressure, um, all this stuff. Like we're we're horrible in the crunch time. And we've had plenty of ends to figure out how to play in the clutch, and this team is not good at it at all. I think we're negative thirty-four in crunch time minutes uh, on the season.
1: And we saw a stat during, uh, I think, the Miami game that the Pacers are first in the league in first half scoring and last in second half scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I guess I guess averages out to a mediocre team, but it means if the game is. If they've not blown out a team in the first half, they're just not going to win. Which
2: is what is being proven out. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because we lose every close game. Jason, I I think you were too kind with everything you just said. Um, I think this is a freaking disaster, and I think heads need to start rolling. Like I, I think it's time to start talking about who's responsible for this, whether we're talking about the team, whether we're talking about the coaching staff, whether we're talking about the front office this is despicable I spent the entire first 20 games talking about how we're better than our record I'm I'm with the fans booing them because I'm watching guys run around three screens uh, and being wide open like I, I feel like we're good defensively for long stretches I feel like we're doing really great stuff offensively there's some really they, I really do feel like this is this team has, better execution for stretches than it had all of last year it seems more disciplined in certain moments but it can't hang in when things get tough and i don't understand what that's about and if it's about the personality of the team it's got to change if it's about the coaching staff it's got to change if it's about the guys that brought in these players if it's about top to bottom toughness then that's got to change because this team is filled with talented players um, we're getting out battled. Well, you know, I was watching that Atlanta game, right? And like, they were without their head coach, Nate McMillan, he was gone for that game. Um, they pull up from like the logo all the time, which if, if it was my team, I'd be distressed by, this is a terrible shot. It goes in way more often than it should. And, uh, you know, you made a point that, um, you know, we Would have been in a different situation if the refs had actually called the the foul on uh, uh, Chris Duarte. He also, uh, the the league has also apologized to us for not giving him the foul in the uh, three-pointer against LA. So that's two wins we might have had. But again, that's that's just us being in these situations against teams we should beat. Um, We're playing against Miami without their two best players. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo aren't there. And we're at home. There's no reason to be down 20 in that game. There's just not and you can say we got a little bit motivated after Sabonis you know yelled at somebody but like why are we here what who what who's to blame for this who's responsible because this is this isn't fun to watch um it's you know it's going to be a close game it's going to be competitive and you know you're going to lose in the end that's just what it's going to be every game which is a team you would like to watch if you're going for the lottery but that's not what the right. organization
1: exactly. told us we were going to do this year. Well, I don't think they're acting like, I mean, you know, the the conversations aren't. They sound, you know, Carlisle's not. <laughs> Carlisle's mad, you know. Like, you know, he's not saying, "Oh, this is all going to plan." Like, you know, this isn't our plan. Like, uh, my assumption was from all the, you know, the changes. We didn't have a whole lot of personnel change not a lot of player changes, but like the whole coaching staff changed. And, I don't know, I just, like, oh, sweet, we got a big upgrade. We're good. And we're, like, we're worse. We're, we're like, way worse than we were. We played
2: better
0: defense than we did last year. There's that. I mean, we do. Until the last, uh, and until it gets into clutch minutes. And then we're right. right. uh, one of the worst teams in the league. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure this out earlier this week. Like, I, I mean... And we talked about this, you know, ad nauseum over the years. Like, like you have said it really good, Colson. Like we, we have a lot of very talented basketball players on this team and a bunch of good guys, but we don't have any nasty guys. We don't have anybody that is like, that refuses to, that will not let this team lose. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody that will take the game by the scruff of the neck and be like, no, I'm not letting us lose this game. You know, who is the leader on this team? Who is who is the guy? Is it Brogdon? Is Brogdon I the guy? Think, I guess it's Brogdon. We still don't know the answer to this question, which it is might what be we Brogdon. went into he's last offseason wanting to, to know, right? Is it Sabonis' team? Is it Karis LeVert is maybe our most talented player? I don't know. Uh, um, Miles
2: Turner's been there the longest. He probably should get it just for tenure, but he's not it.
0: And the fact now that over the past three seasons, two and, a half se- two and a quarter seasons, I guess, we've had essentially the same personnel, and it's multiple and three different coaching staffs, and we're seeing the <laughs> same trends. It's well, like we're, we're watching the same basketball team that same we basketball watched team. two years ago, yeah. right, under yeah. Nate McMillan. Yeah. The styles change a little bit. We're a little bit more defensive-minded under McMillan. We're a little more haphazard under Bjorkren we have better schemes all around against Carlisle but yeah we seem coached around Carlisle but we're still getting the same results in fact worse results right (laughs) so to me it's it's a player personnel problem that needs to get shaken up and I mean that goes hand in hand with the front office right because the front office is who puts all these dudes together right But I just think that, like, Brogdon, you know, is a guy that I really respect. He plays good basketball. Great shooter. But it's like he's a robot out there. Like, he doesn't – it's almost as if – I was telling Jill earlier, it's like watching a team of five individuals play basketball. Like, there's no connection between these guys at all.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was – so
2: at the uh, Mikado party, I was talking to – you may and, and she said you know we start two centers we're one of the few teams in the league that do that and that puts us you know in some difficulties on the defensive end but honestly we don't make anyone suffer on the offensive end you know and I know she's a little old school she would like a little bit more banging down in the post but she's like there's always a mismatch because either Sabonis or Miles Turner has a essentially a small forward guarding them Why aren't we demolishing them in the post? You know, this should be our advantage. We should demolish everybody on the boards and everybody in the post. I would think of like the Lakers or the Spurs, you know, Lakers with uh, Bynum and uh, uh, Gasol, Pau Gasol, their interior passing between big guys. Or David Robinson and Tim Duncan, you know, the way that they just made that Twin Tower thing um, something you couldn't penetrate you know, And we in a league that has gone small, if we're going to run two bigs, should have an impact like that. But we don't seem to. Sabonis is shooting more threes than he ever has in his life. So is Miles Turner. Um, we're hanging out on the perimeter. We're getting beat on these pick and rolls. We're getting beat on everything. If you're not going to make somebody suffer on the offensive end for being small then why are you running two bigs? I have been a huge proponent of the... the And in fact, and we can talk about this in the next show or this show, but I've, I've gone into the plus-minus plus, uh, things again, as I always do, the five-man rotes and all that stuff. Um, Miles Turner and Damanis Simonis on the floor together look pretty good, but we're not using it to the advantage we need to be using it to. And I don't, I don't know if that's not possible in the modern NBA, and I'm just not smart enough, um, or whether... Um, we just don't have enough imagination to make it happen, or we just trade one of these guys, or tra- I don't know. I'm just I. I'm ready to st- talk about anything, Jason. I mean, I just mean, give me any mean, like, option.
0: Like, like I think that looking at like these statistics and um, whatnot, like in a in a macro view, like at a, average from game to game, or how a lineup does like over the course of a game, like we look fine. Like on paper, this team is fine. The, but but you and I know, and Joey knows too, and that that the in that NBA games are won in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like good teams play well in the last five minutes and they close quarters. and bad teams don't. Like if you look at our you know, it's so crazy, none of these statistics meet the eyeball test, but like if you look at like our rebounding percentage, even in the clutch minutes, we're like, okay. Like yeah. we get a decent number of the rebounds, but I guarantee you that the most important rebounds that need to be gotten. Our team does not get
2: yeah.
0: like, and and I don't know how many times I've watched a game of this team over the last however many years now. And like, there's a key possession where we need to get a stop. We play great defense for 24 seconds, force the team into a bad shot and then do not secure the rebound and then they get a, a a bucket, and the game's over. And it's like that happens an inordinate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Agree. And so we got to figure out how to play. Like, like, that is, you know, why super-duper stars are super-duper stars, because they show up in those clutch minutes. Like, LeBron James kicked our ass last week because he's LeBron James, and he knows, like – all right, now's when I need to turn it on. I'm going to turn it on. And, like, we just don't have that. No one on the Pacers knows psychology or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're right. You know, you mentioned that Brogdon thing is sort of a personality trait. Yeah, he's so smooth and you know exactly where you're getting from. You're getting great shooting percentage. He makes the right pass. He makes the right decisions. He cuts to the basket when he needs to. But you never – I feel more confident when McConnell's on the floor because he's got a little bit of nasty in him, you know? You feel like mm. he's going to um, maybe foul somebody too hard or throw himself into a, a crowd a little too hard. Like, yeah, Brogdon's almost a little too mechanical. And that's why I think um, Coach has been playing Brogdon at two a bunch and letting McConnell run the, the the floor. But now McConnell's injured for weeks, they said. Not days, but weeks. So mm-hmm. your fiercest guy... The guy that coach trusts us with a little bit of nasty is now out. Um, We just had a new, um, I think Tuesday it came out that TJ Warren is still out for at least till the end of the year. So we're not going to see him until at least January. There's no one coming to save us, Jason. Like this is just, it's getting bad and it's not going to get better um, with the personnel that we have on this team right now. We can have we can have Levert or Miles Turner or whoever say it's time to look in the mirror, but that's what Detroit's been saying all season. I didn't think we were going to be Detroit, you know, and
0: now we are. Well, I mean, there is something to be said for, like, I mean, teams do have to go through crises and have, you know, player-only meetings, and sometimes that solves some issue, right? Like, some latent issue that is you know passive being dealt with passive aggressively and then we get everybody in a room and like let's just air this out and now we can play ball or whatever i don't know if that's the issue on on this team it, like I, I don't know that there's anybody that's going to point to somebody else and say like you're not doing your job or whatever they're all too nice guys
2: uh joey um do you remember uh the season uh the last season of uh Paul George's career where we turned a corner every three
1: weeks? Of, of his Pacers career or I guess that was the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: mean that was the end of his real yeah. Basically the end of him. Yeah, uh, we turned a corner every game, right? Like Yeah, and, and do you remember how that season ended up? Uh
1: did we make the playoffs? Yeah, but
2: barely and it was awful
1: and miserable. Right. Is that one of those ones where we we get to the playoffs and then we're like, Can we just can we just like can we not be concede? Here? Yeah. Like everyone's you know, got better stuff to do.
2: You know, we we we've talked about this. One of the the you know lowest uh, home attendance crowds in the league, booing their team because you're right. Indiana fans know basketball, and they know when you're dogging it on defense, and you can't cover it up, and they're going to call you out on it. And they know if you're not boxing out, and that's why you get booed. They don't boo missed shots. They boo yeah. lack of effort, and that means. Yeah. If this team is getting booed, that means that we have a really bad problem. If a team that is 9-16 lacks effort and thinks that they've already earned something, I mean, we're in trouble. And so I, I think everything's on the table. Yeah, I'm not sure that front-of-the-house movement changes anything, but I'm just saying everything should be on the table at this point. This is a freaking
0: disaster. Oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, we're breaking up Sabonis and Turner, right? Like, that's the most obvious thing. But is that really the solution? I don't know, but it is not the answer. Having them together is not the answer. It, it's, so. it seems to me like there are two best players.
2: We, we've got we've got Miles Turner is our best defensive player by far. He's the one who runs all the defense. the The on and off numbers of him in the defense uh, is we're a top five defense in the league when he's on the floor, and we're a top a bottom five when he's off the floor. Sabonis, incredibly gifted passer and got great touch big man, but like he's not much of a defensive stalwart at all. He pretty much gets worked a lot. And so, you know, who do you want down there? A a generationally gifted passing big man or a generationally good blocking. And, you know, he's the best shot blocker the Pacers have ever had. There's a reason why this team hasn't figured out which one to get rid of because together they're Hakeem Elijah one and separately (laughs) they're not enough. And so I'm not sure that breaking them up is the answer. I mean, I kind of think focusing on them more is the answer. I know it's a guards league nowadays, but we don't have the depth we need without TJ Warren, uh, especially if TJ McConnell goes down. Wanamaker and Tory Craig aren't, aren't making the difference right now. They aren't as much as I like their toughness. It's not enough to, to get us wins right now. So maybe we're just too shallow i i don't know i i agree with you that that will be the trade that the the franchise makes it was gonna be one of those big guys at the trade deadline um i think that's probably a lack of vision these two big guys together are the best lineups we have um and instead of accentuating that we're turning these guys into three-point shooters and um putting them in pick and rolls to get burned And it's just, it's, that's, that's a lack of imagination on the coaching staff. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm mad at everybody.
1: (laughs) Um, I do think this is a good time to put a pin in it, uh, (laughs) while you're stewing, I guess. So, (laughs) um, if you can hold that, uh, that energy until Thursday,
2: uh, um, Maybe I'll just have a nap on Thursday, or
0: maybe just a hard cry. <laughs> a hard cry. Oh boy. Uh, well, yeah. While you're having your hard cry, the Pacers are going to be playing some basketball this week. Are they? <sighs> they're going to try. They're going to. They're going to uh, con- fill their contractual obligation to show up. <laughs> where? Uh, The same uniform and exist on the same court. Uh, Monday, December 6th, against the Washington Wizards. Mm. Uh, Pacers can try to get some revenge there. Uh, Continuing the the ridiculous homestand. um, So all of the games this week are at home. Uh, Wednesday versus the New York Knickerbockers. And Friday against the Dallas Mavericks. Even Ethan is not excited about our chances this week. So
2: these are all at home, right?
0: Yes. Um, We don't have a road game until we go to Milwaukee on December 15th. Um, All right. Well, this was heartening.
1: I appreciate all your (laughs) thoughts and concerns. Um, We'll be back with you on Thursday. We are here for you. Um, We'll be back with you on Thursday, Um, breaking down, um, you know, everything that's going on in, in greater detail and or we might just do something else. I don't know. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just stop talking about basketball.
2: So Joe, yeah, you know, I, we've been doing this for eight or nine years. I don't know. Or 35 years. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember being very upset and very distraught. Lots of times hitting panic buttons. Mm-hmm. I can't f- remember feeling like this resigned that the season is already over. Like I'm just really This is a really depressing place. And we've watched some mediocre teams over the last few years. Um I didn't feel like this is a mediocre team. I feel like this is a team that's better than this. And I'm just and and this coaching staff is better than this. And this fr- and front office is better than this. And I'm just
1: really really disheartened. Well, I'll I'll, I'll leave you with this um is I found I've been playing with an anagram maker, and uh, for I've been doing some anagrams of the Pacers' names, and it's been making me feel better than watching the games. Let me give you some some words, and you need to tell me which player this is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Comma, bung. <laughs> comma, bung lord. Comma, bung lord. Bong, as in like smoke a bong. <laughs> okay, bong Lord. And, 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 and here I'm gonna keep going. These are the Malcolm same. Malcolm Brogdon.
2: Yes. Okay, you win
1: a. And I'm gonna tell you the rest of them because I love them so much. Uh, cram, cram bongo mold. Organ, co- organ comb mold. Normal comb dog. And I think maybe my favorite, carbon gold mom. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come a bong lord. That's yep. pretty solid. Yeah. This
1: is better than the basketball. Lance Stevenson is canteens help son. <laughs> it's true. Can't argue with that. Stay hydrated. You, you know. gotta stay hydrated, that's right? That's that's Uncle John's advice. <laughs> and if you can't remember stay hydrated, say just remember that canteens help son. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, if uh, <laughs> you've got some good anagrams, send them to me on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message and uh good old-fashioned email. Shout out at com, And uh, you can fax your complaints right to John Harper. <laughs> uh,
2: f- for once and always... Hall of Fame coach and the architect Donnie Walsh. I'm just so angry. I, I'm, I'm just I've, everything's out of order. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> look, I I really like all these guys. I don't want them to hear that I'm mad at them, um. And I don't want them to hear me saying look in the mirror because that sounds pretty stupid. How about just go get a goddamn rebound? How about that?
1: Miles Turner is reel my rents. I don't know what that means.
0: Like re- like a fishing reel? Uh, yeah, like okay. R-E-E-L. That's uh, what a landlord says. I'm reeling in my rents. Yeah, right. there you go.
2: <laughs> or or your parents that are on the lam. Mm.
0: <laughs> Bob and Joyce back. Reeling my They're rents. on the loose.
1: <laughs> Anyway, this is going to keep me entertained for hours. Uh, Good.